Welcome to episode number 36 of the Raw Food Podcast. I am your host, Laura Jane, the Rotarian, and today it is a massive face-off. It is juicing versus smoothie-ing, and we're gonna duke it out here on the Raw Food Podcast, so stay tuned, and I will be back with you shortly. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, is it possible to have a face-off and juke out between smoothies and juices when it's only Laura Jane on the podcast? Yes, of course it is possible. I can wear two hats. I can talk and argue for or perhaps against one or more of these subjects. I know you're probably thinking in your head that you prefer juicing versus smoothieing or vice versa. You may have a preference, but of course, I'm not afraid to take a stand when it comes to healthy eating or any subject. I think it's sometimes actually easier and more important to just pick a side rather than just be too inclusive and say everything is fine. But in this case and on this episode, I am going to have sort of a disappointing answer and of course I'm gonna say I love smoothies I love juices they're both beautiful they both have their place you can't really have a face-off or a duke out between two things that are both amazing it would be similar to saying what's better fruit or vegetables they you can't really argue for well I would say anyway that you can't really just choose one or the other really they both have their place So how I thought I would talk about this subject today on the Raw Food Podcast was, of course, just go over the basics to make sure everybody is on the same page about what the difference is between juicing and smoothieing. I don't know if that's a verb, but if not, it is now. And so that is essentially what we're going to do. So of course, let me just break it down for you very briefly here. So when you're making a smoothie, that's where you're going to be chopping up some fruit or and vegetables and putting it in a blender and blending it all up and that's going to be quite thick and it's going to be in a most simplistic format let's say you're making a banana smoothie it's bananas just sort of liquefied and all smushed together and usually you might if it's just bananas for example you'd add a little bit of water and then you've got basically pulverized bananas and then you're drinking it and usually the texture I've heard um, and I believe that the best texture for a smoothie is of course something that you could eat with a spoon is thick enough to eat with a spoon or suck through a straw so it has that nice smoothie consistency and I'm sure most of the people listening to this podcast are familiar with a smoothie and so of course that is done with the blender but now if we contrast that to juicing And actually, normally I would use the same fruit in this example, but bananas have so little juice actually in them. I've never actually juiced bananas before, but I don't recommend it. But what happens in a juicer is instead of just squishing everything up, it is the juicer is separating the pulp and the fiber from the juice. So if you put, say, an apple in there in, a, in your juicer to make apple juice, of course, it's not going to be a thick, chunky 
smoothie kind of thing. It's just going to give you only the juice and it's going to remove all the pulp and all of the fiber and hopefully the skin and all that stuff out. So there is actually a huge difference between juices and smoothies. Um, so of course that basic, the, one of the basic differences at the beginning there is to make a smoothie, you're doing that in a blender and you're not really getting rid of any of the fruit or vegetable, you're just squishing it all up and pulverizing it and blending it. But again, the juicer, you're just only extracting a small amount of the fruit or vegetable and you're just extracting the juice and then you're just going to drink that. And really you do need a, um, you know, electric juicer to do that because it's going to be a lot of work to make juice with just like a hand juicer kind of thing. So of course, one of those basic ingredients or difference, differences rather, is the equipment that you need. So of course, there are some people that we know of, like let's say Joe Cross from the amazing movie Fat, Sick and Nearly Dead. He really advocates juicing as a way to, you know, reset your body and do all kinds of great things for yourself. Then there's, of course, other people like Victoria Botenko, who's like the smoothie lady and she's like smoothies all the way. And I used to kind of be more in the smoothie camp myself, but mostly that was just because when I started out, I did not have all of the healthy equipment. I did have a blender, but I didn't have a juicer. So of course I started out mostly with smoothies. And I love smoothies. I love green smoothies, particularly in the morning, etc. But recently I've gotten a little bit more into juicing, but again, I'm not really affiliating myself with one or the other. I think they both really have their place. And so I think maybe I'll start with talking with you about smoothies in particular and some of the benefits that smoothies embody or what the benefits are of choosing smoothies, especially if you're just new and into healthy eating and maybe haven't even done either of those things. I would probably suggest first, well, let's think about what equipment do you have? So in my case, I already had a blender. So that of course was the easiest thing to start with was making smoothies. And there's a couple of things that I really like about smoothies when we're comparing it to juicing. So smoothies, number one, you use way more of the fruits and vegetables, which means, drum roll please, smoothies are, they go farther, they're less expensive to make. Because when you think about it, if you're making a smoothie, you're just going to like peel your bananas and throw away the peel. You're chopping your apples and, you know, removing the core and blending the whole apple and you're getting to use most if not all of the fruit and vegetable that you're putting in your blender. So in order to have breakfast for example for me I might want to have a couple of bananas, a cup, an apple and an orange and some water and some pineapple and so even that is going to be quite expensive especially if you're using all organic produce but in order to make a full breakfast of juice it's actually going to take even more because remember when you're juicing, you're only eating or drinking, I should say, a small amount of the actual, like the volume of what you're juicing. Because remember the juicer is going to separate out the pulp and remove all the fiber and you're just, it's going to take a lot more inputs to get the same sort of 
output, if that makes sense. So I do definitely choose smoothies a lot more because I find it, especially if you're using organic produce, it's more cost effective to do smoothies than it is to do juicing. And I do find as well that smoothies tend to be easier to clean up after, but only marginally. Before I got into juicing, I used to have this idea that I was really scared of juicing because I thought this contraption, this juicer is going to have all these compartments and it's going to be so hard to clean and it's going to take a lot of elbow grease to clean this thing, this juicer. And I'm, you know me, I don't like to clean and I don't like a lot of effort. So I think I had this idea that juicing was this huge, crazy ordeal. And I have to eat my words a little bit on that in that cleaning a juicer is not that much harder than cleaning a blender. It is a little bit more work, but if you have a good juicer that has, you know, reasonable parts that can just be taken out, it doesn't take that much longer. So let's say if cleaning your blender is going to take, I don't know, a minute, maybe cleaning your juicer is maybe going to take two or three minutes or something like that. So it's a little bit longer, but it's not a huge difference. But I do, but even in that example, right, cleaning a smoothie maker, aka a blender, is easier because usually all you have to clean is your actual carafe or, you know, big jug and lid when it comes to making a smoothie in a blender. So I do love that. And I also have to say from a nutritional standpoint, fiber is something that we all need. It helps all the food move down our digestive tract and go out where it needs to go out. So fiber is something that's very important. So it's nice when you're drinking a smoothie, you're getting all of the fiber from the, um, what am I trying to say? <laughs> from the fruit and vegetables. There we go. I got it out there. So that is some of the basic benefits of making a smoothie in a blender. Now, why do some people love juicing so much? Well, there are definitely good sides to juicing. Um, first of all, really, because when you're juicing, the, the juice actually retains like when you're juicing it pretty much like 95% of the vitamins and minerals and plant chemicals that are coming out into the juice. So yes, it does juicers will remove the fiber and the pulp and things like that but the juice that comes out is like really dense and really nutritionally you know abundant and it does retain pretty much like 95 percent of the vitamins and minerals that are in the fruits and vegetables that you juice so you it basically juicing is like a major shot in the arm so to speak of like amazing nutrition so that of course is awesome and I do even for me I sometimes feel like such a huge infusion when I have a good juice of like feeling like it's just going right into me and just being assimilated right into my body immediately and I love that and people do say as well and I don't know about the scientific side of this but that when you're because what normally happens is if you eat say an apple and you're just eating it on its own your body needs to actually separate out like the fiber and kind of process all that stuff to get the nutrients out of it but some people will say especially if you're ill or something like that that maybe if you're 
juicing and removing some of the fiber, you're giving your body a little bit of a break so that it doesn't have to kind of do all that processing to get everything in your body into that kind of juice form. So that is one argument where people will say that juicing is good because it is a kind of just doing all that. The juicer is doing a lot of the work that your body would have to do. But of course, we do all need fiber to some degree. So I think that we wouldn't want to just be juicing for breakfast, lunch and dinner over a really long term, because we do need that fiber as well. What else is great about juicing? Well, in a in a small way, for me personally, when it comes back to smoothies for a second, I don't like a cold smoothie that has been in the fridge for a couple of hours. So I don't like to make a smoothie in advance at all because I find it gets kind of unappealing and gross <laughs> to me. But a juice, if I make, say, a really nice one of my favorite, like carrot, apple, ginger juice in the morning, I could make a big batch of that and just drink it throughout the day or turn it into a green juice and drink that throughout the day. You don't want to keep it for much longer than a day because once it hits the air, you know, I think the juice starts to oxidize and lose a little bit of nutritional value and it, you know, it can get funky. It's not the same as the juice that you that's on the shelf at the grocery store for two years you know so you don't want to leave it for too long but for me I find if you're going to make something and then kind of enjoy it throughout the day juices are better for that because I personally do not care for a smoothie once it's been sitting for like 20 minutes I'm just not into it anymore so that is one nice thing about about juicing as well so Again, as you can see, I, I'm kind of outlining some of the benefits of both. And I can share my personal experience that predominantly because of money reasons, I definitely juice less than I would like to. I would love to get up in the morning and have like fresh blueberry juice that's organic and was cost $20 a glass. And I would love to do that. But I that for me is just not realistic or practical. But that being said, I do like to juice on occasion. And for me, there's probably, it's more of a special occasion kind of experience for me. So maybe on a Saturday morning, if I'm having a really nice leisurely morning and I want to do something special, I might make some juice. And also maybe if I'm feeling a little run down or like I need to give myself a little bit of self-love, I'll make a juice. Sometimes I might have a juice as a substitute for a meal later on in the day, like not for breakfast. Occasionally, if you really listen to your body, sometimes you're thinking, oh, I just really feel like I would love to have a juice for lunch or something like that. And other times I'm like, oh, I would love to have a really huge raw vegan burger for lunch. So I don't always have the juice cravings. But sometimes when you're really listening to your body, you can get in tune with what you need. Particularly, I find if I've been having a few heavy meals in a row, sometimes my body just tells me in no uncertain terms, you know, I think it feels like a juice would be good for lunch. And I try to go with that. So for me, if I have a craving for a juice, I will make it. And I did mention one of my favorite juices there, which was the carrot, apple, ginger. And sometimes I will love to add a lemon in there as well. And that is a very great juice because for me, 
at least where I live, it's a very inexpensive juice. Whereas if you're going to be making, I don't know, watermelon juice or cherry juice or grape juice, that can, the cost of that can add up very, very quickly to make, you know, a nice big glass of juice out of grapes is going to take a lot of grapes. So that's a great option. And for me, that's one of my favorite juices. So I would say, again, I think what you want to do, especially when you're trying to create a healthy habit for yourself, and you know I've talked so much about creating healthy habits. Um, Let me think about like episode 23 of the Raw Food Podcast was how to eat healthy every day. Episode 24 talked about how raw food changed my life. And you know I love talking about behavior change and, um, you know, all those kinds of things. So I'm really passionate about that. But I think what you want to do is think about which one appeals to you more, which one is more practical for you. And certainly if you can do both, I think that's ideal. But particularly when we're getting started, it's easier to just pick one little corner of raw food. For example, like, okay, I'm going to do green smoothies every morning or I'm going to do green juices every morning. Pick one thing and, and really get good at that and get in a groove rather than try to try to do too many new things at once because that can be overwhelming because you're just sort of sucking at everything. Whereas if you can get something and really get it going and really get used to it and you get comfortable with it, then you can branch out. So I would say if you're just getting started, go with whichever one is more appealing to you whichever one you think you might like if you're really 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 on a budget I would say go more towards the smoothies but if you know if you don't have a blender and you own a juicer or someone re-gifts you a juicer or something like that then I'd say just go with whatever you think is going to work for you so that is a little bit about the duel between the juicing and the smoothieing what else can I tell you well Maybe I should just touch a little bit in more detail about green juices and green smoothies. Of course, we love to have our fruits because they're so sweet and wonderful and delicious. And we love to have our greens because they bring those other nutrients and they also will sort of... What's the word I'm looking for? Dampen the sweetness a little bit, like kind of counterbalance it. Um, for me now when I'm at home just drinking a pure fruit smoothie feels really sweet to me and almost sometimes too sweet I know that's hard to believe the Rajarian is saying something is too sweet but so for, for so if we're adding a little bit of greens to either our, our smoothies or our juices to create a green juice or a green smoothie That can, A, be a really easy way to get people who don't particularly like greens to get a little bit of greens in their diet. We hear so much about kale being a trendy green right now, but I am not a big fan of adding kale particularly to a smoothie because it has such a strong kale taste. And for me, I definitely recommend spinach as the green to use in your green smoothie anyway because it has the most mild flavor. So you can actually add quite a lot of spinach before you really even taste it, as long as your your blender is a good blender and can really blend it up. So that's a little bit about the green smoothie. And of course, you may have heard me talk in other episodes about that. Let me think. I don't know. 
what episode it would be. I have a list, but now there's I had so many um, podcast episodes. It takes me a long time to look at the list. Okay, episode three would be green smoothies, but perhaps I talked about it again. But you can look that up at therawtarian.com slash podcasts. But what I was going to refer to anyway was that you've normally heard me talk about green smoothies and how the best ratio is usually about two-thirds fruit and one-third greens. So if you keep it generally in that ratio, it's going to still taste really fruity, but you're going to get a lot of your daily intake of greens that way. And also if you find it too sweet, it can dull down the sweetness and kind of bring up that less sweet taste. So now when we're talking about green juices, I definitely, when I first got into juicing, I thought, oh, I'll just put a little handful of spinach in my carrot juice and I'll make a green juice. (laughs) And so I put, you know, I'm juicing and I've juiced all my carrots and it's this beautiful, you know, big glass of carrot juice and I think okay I'm gonna add a little bit of spinach so I put a little handful of spinach in the juicer and I juice it and you know what comes out the juice end is like the tiniest eyedropper of like this green it's like one drop of spinach uh juice and okay spinach juice sounds like a gross term but what I'm my point I'm trying to get at and I hope you're getting it is It takes so much spinach to get a tiny bit of green juice out of it. So what you need to do when you're trying to make green juice is pick a green that is already really watery because otherwise you're going to spend about $99 on spinach and get about a teaspoon of spinach juice. So, um, of course, a really obvious nice green to do in this case, it would be like, say, cucumbers. So that would be an example of, of course, a very wet green that would work really well. So that's a little bit about juicing and smoothieing. And again, I think they're both amazing. I want you to be doing both no matter who you are. And I really can't think of a reason why you wouldn't like juicing like fresh juices or smoothies. I don't know why you wouldn't be doing smoothies or juices. I know a lot of people who are not raw, not vegan, or they're just average people who love to do smoothies for breakfast. And I've also heard actually that smoothies and other alternatives for breakfast are becoming so popular that the breakfast cereal industry has actually had to close you know, some manufacturing plants because cereal is becoming a little bit less popular. So smoothies and juices are awesome. They're, of course, not a new idea, but there seems to be quite the resurgence happening, you know, even with regular people, not people like you and I probably, but in the average North American culture anyway. So that's amazing to see. And I think one other thing I might just say while we're closing up here just about the smoothie aspect is I know some of you have a problem with bananas like perhaps you don't like bananas and one thing to keep in mind is a lot of smoothie recipes have bananas in them and that's for a couple of reasons but predominantly because bananas add such a wonderful creaminess to a smoothie so that's one of the main reasons 
that they're included is they have wonderful creaminess and also quite a bit of sweetness as well. So if you are banana sensitive or have kids that hate bananas or whatever the banana issue may be, because I hear that from a lot of you, I would just remind you that bananas are used for creaminess predominantly. So sometimes another thing you can do is look for smoothies that have avocado instead because avocado has like lots of good fats and it really brings a lot of creaminess to the smoothie as well. And even if you don't think you would like avocado in a smoothie, if it's, if it's in with a lot of fruit, it does not it's not going to taste weird at all, but it's going to add a really nice creaminess. And lastly, what I'll say just to, to cap that off as well, is that when you're trying to make a recipe, no matter what it is, whether it's juicing, smoothies, a dessert, an entree, whatever, when you're starting to get into substituting things like, oh, I don't have almonds, but I'll use walnuts. Oh, I hate bananas, but I'll use an avocado. Unless you're really experienced, if you're just new, I actually suggest not making substitutions, but instead just look for a different recipe that, you know, has all the ingredients that you like. We're in such an amazing time where now you can look at so many different websites online for different recipes. So if you're just getting started out, I definitely recommend trying to avoid substituting too many things in your recipes and instead just look for other recipes that have everything that you need because that way you're going to be assured more success when you do it that way. But it is helpful to know for again, like I said, like, okay, well, I hate bananas. Why do all these smoothie recipes have bananas in them? Oh, it's for creaminess. Hmm, what else might be creamy? Oh, okay, avocados would be creamy. So let's look for a smoothie recipe that has avocado in it. So it's helpful to know what you're looking for. And of course, that just comes with time and experience. But that's a little bit of a ramble about substitutions. So that is my obviously not quite a duel on smoothies versus juicing. But I think you could hear my somewhat bias that I am a smoothie person and I do love them. And particularly if you have a really amazing blender like I do, I have the Vitamix blender and it's super expensive, but it is so awesome. It makes everything so smooth. You could put anything in there and it just comes out beautifully so smooth you don't see any chunks you don't taste anything weird it's just all beautiful smooth creamy smoothiness so if I had to choose if you if you held me down and you know gave me a noogie on my scalp and said which is your preference you must decide I would choose smoothies and that's probably because they're just cheaper to make so that's more realistic for me and more practical for a lot of you over the long term so I am Laura Jane, the Rotarian from therotarian.com. Enjoy your rot adventure. You have been listening to the Raw Food Podcast with your host, the Rotarian. Be sure to visit me at therawtarian.com where you can browse over 100 of my absolute favorite simple satisfying raw vegan recipes that you'll find pretty quick to make and with just a few ingredients and that taste amazing while you're there be sure to sign up for my newsletter 
And once you've signed up for that, you'll automatically get a PDF copy of 11 of my most favorite, most satisfying, most delicious recipes, including raw vegan Alfredo sauce, raw brownies, and a whole host of other delicious recipes that you can make at home that are raw and taste amazing. Thank you so much for joining me and I hope to hear from you very soon. And until next time, enjoy your raw adventure.